Praise the Lord, this is Sister Pamela Williams, and we realize many of you would like to attend Sunday school, but because of the pandemic, you may not be able to. So with the help of the Lord and technology, now you can click on the link below and listen to our live lessons that were previously recorded at Healing Hearts Christian Ministries. Please keep us in your prayers and we'll be praying for you. May God bless you and keep you and increase your faith. In Jesus' name is my prayer. Father God, we come to you today, Lord God, thanking you, Lord God. Thanking you for your mercies and your grace, Lord God. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for being our source, our strong tower, Lord God. Father God, we thank you on today for this gathering on today, this Sunday school lesson, Lord God. And we thank you for uh, Evangelist Pamela and um, everybody else that's on the line. And, Father God, we just thank you for uh, keeping us, Lord God. And, 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 and um, in the name of Jesus, I just come to you, Lord God, just thanking you for your love and your protection, Lord God. And, and I ask that you may, Lord God, just keep us, Lord God, in, in perfect peace, Lord God, our families, Lord God. And, Father God, I ask that you keep us and, and, and guide us, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Strengthen us, Lord God, in our walk, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God. And Father God, thank you for being the lifter up of our heads, Lord God, in the order of our steps, Lord God. And Father God, I just thank you right now, and I just thank you for this lesson on today, Lord God. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you so much, sis. Amen. Our thought for today is, um, and happy Father's Day to all fathers, but our thought for today is Abba, Father. And Abba is a word for Father, but our Father, Abba, Father, he is spiritual. And uh, we're going to read our, our main verses coming from John chapter 4, verse 24. If someone can turn there and read there. Once again, our thought for today is this Abba Father. John four twenty-four. If someone can read. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. So this is God's word that he gave to his servants. And they wrote these words, and these are for us so that we can get into an intimate relationship with the Father. The Father is spirit, and when we worship him, he's given us instructions. The way to worship him, we are to worship him how? It says it right here. In in spirit and in truth. truth. Hallelujah. And so we are not to think of our heavenly Father in the same way as the title that's given to the earthly man. You see, as, as, mm-hmm. as children, our upbringing, um, our mindset was framed with pictures of a father, and many try to compare their earthly daddy or the way the daddy treated them to the heavenly father, but there is no comparison. That's why God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die because earthly man, earthly father will fail all the time. But the heavenly father, the father who is spiritual, he is not a man that he should lie. He is the eternal God. He has no beginning. He has no end. And he cannot die. He did not die. But he sent his son to die on the cross for our sin. And our heavenly father, when he speaks, he accomplishes or the word accomplishes what he pleases. So we're going to go over to Numbers 23 and 19. This is God's word. And once again, we are not to compare that earthly father with our heavenly father. There is no comparison. You may see some similarities, but God is God, and there is none other greater than him. In Numbers 23 and 19, I'm going to just go ahead and read that. It says, God is not a man. He is not an earthly man. He is not like man that he should lie. Because man will lie to us. 
Man will make promises that they cannot keep, but God is not a man, and he is not like man. It says we're in Numbers 23 and 19, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken, and shall he not make good? Whatever God says, it will come to pass. That's why when you go to Genesis 1 and 1, when God said, Genesis chapter 1, when God said, let there be light, what happened? The light came. Yes, hallelujah. So let's read over. I'm going to go over to Isaiah 55 and 11. We're talking about Abba Father. Abba Father is spiritual, and he is nothing like your natural earthly daddy or father. Isaiah 55 and 11, this is the Lord speaking. He says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me, what? Void. It's not empty. It's going to accomplish that which I please. And it's going to prosper in the thing that I sent it. When God says something, it's going to come to pass. When God set that, the stars in the heaven and told the the moon and the sun to rotate around the earth over 6,000 years ago, the sun is doing exactly what Abba Father told it to do. When God breathed the breath of life into Adam after he formed him from the dust of ground, man became a what? A living soul. God is not like man. And so you may have had the privilege of growing up in a two-parent home, and some of us are raised by one parent, and the daddy may have been in the home and worked hard. And when he came home, he was tired. He wanted you to be quiet. You know, you had, mama had to quiet down the family. Or, and, 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 and some of us, um, that, that, that father, even though he was present, he didn't understand the importance of spending quality time with the family. Uh, you may have had a dad that was an alcoholic or someone on drugs. You may have had a dad that was an abuser with his mouth, or he may abuse you physically. You may have had a dad that was a cheater. He was unfaithful to your mother. or You uh, you, you may have had two people in the home, but they weren't married. And or some of us had parents that just dropped in from time to time. Or you may have had an uncle in your life. You, these are all fatherly figures, but they are not our father. Amen. And you're not to confuse your earthly experience that you've had with your natural father or the men that have been in your life with our father. I thought about how we have father figures on TV. When I was growing up, we had Father Knows Best, we had the Brady Bunch, we had the Cosby. But there is a true father who is longing for his children to come to him in love and in worship. There's an intimacy that he is seeking because Abba Father, he loves and cherishes his family. He provides for his family. He puts his family first all the time. He teaches his children and gives them instructions to follow. He sacrifices for his family. Abba Father is not to be thought of as the same. He's not to be the, not to be just the father we go to when we want to. He's not to be ignored. He is to be adored. We are to adore Abba Father. Let's go to John John four and twenty three, and read what 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 the writer here says in John. This is Jesus speaking, but look what Jesus said. And verse 23, the Father, our Father, he wants an intimate relationship with us. If someone can read that, verse 23. But the hour, is it, did you say uh, John 4 and 23? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I'm sorry about that. It says, but the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. So the hour cometh, Jesus said, and this is more than 2,000 years ago. And now what is? This is the time when we Mm -hmm. as the true worshipers 
We are to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. But here's the reason. What, what, what did Jesus say? For the Father is what? He's looking for an intimate relationship with us. If you think about intimacy, there's a closeness, there's a nearness, as if you was in his bosom. That means that it's more on the side of of being you're cherishing him, and that's where I said we're not to ignore the Father, but that's exactly what we're doing because we, unfortunately, it's a misconception or misunderstanding. We see the Father like our natural fathers or the earthly natural fathers that that were, you know, that were our our examples. Some were poor examples, and then you have some that were very good examples. But the Father is looking or searching. For us to worship him, he's looking for an intimate relationship. He wants to be adored. He's our father. He's a loving father. He's a good father. He is our father. And that's why Jesus said, when you pray, say what? Our father. But where's our father? Where's our father? Where is he? Yes. Yes. Let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go to Matthew 5 and 16. Matthew 5 and 16. I'll read that. It says, let your light, this is Jesus speaking, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The Father wants to be adored. He wants an intimate relationship, and he wants to be glorified. Our Father is in heaven. He is to be glorified. Everything we do, everything we do should represent the Father, Abba Father, because of our love for him. And when we really understand who he is to us and what he's done for us, then you we won't be searching or seeking and looking for it on this earthly in this earthly realm for satisfaction or to fill up the voice in our lives. That's one of the reasons why so many people spend so much time on Facebook and they spend so much time on the cell phone. They spend time searching the Internet and they put in so many extra hours on the job because they're looking for other ways to satisfy, to bring satisfaction. And the Lord is looking for us to come to him and have this intimate, extreme, close relationship with him one-on-one where no one else comes between. That's why he says, seek ye first, what? The kingdom of God, yes, and his righteousness. And then everything, every void in your life will be filled because God can do that. Now, if his word tells us that, we already read, he is not like man. God does not lie. Everything he says and speaks, it comes to pass. Amen. Everything he says will come to pass. Let's go over to uh, Matthew chapter, uh, let's go over to chapter 6 and verse 9. The Father has to be glorified. He is worthy to be praised. All the glory and honor, it goes to him and his son. But look at what Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. It says, after this manner, therefore pray ye. He says, our Father, which are, we already established, he is in heaven. Our Father is in heaven. But look at what Jesus says. He says, hallowed be thy name. Blessed be or holy is your name. And we have so many examples in the world of the world's love, but you have to go to the word of God to get an example of the Father's love. And we quote the scripture, for God to love the world. That's our Heavenly Father. 
his love for us and the world, what did he do? He gave his only he gave begotten his, son. Yes, he gave his only, yes, begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not what? Perish. Perish but have what? Everlasting, Everlasting life. life. That is a life with no ending. But you have to do it the way Abba Father has instructed us to do. There is an intimacy that he is seeking. And that's why we have that, the example of the five wise virgins and the foolish. They all had oil. They all were anointed. They all had their gifts. But they were sleeping because instead of them spending time with the father, they were not wise with the time, and they were spending a lot of time worrying, spending a lot of time doing things that really didn't benefit them spiritually, and the oil went, the light went out. And we want to be careful not to let our light go out. Jesus said, let your light shine. Don't let it go out. The Father needs and wants to be glorified. It's necessary. That's why I use the word need. If it wasn't necessary, he would not have said it. Let's go over to 1 John 2 and 15. The Father's love is different from the world's love. Amen. And Adam in the garden had an intimacy with the Lord before he ate of the fruit. He was intimate with the Father in the garden. And didn't the Father provide him with everything he needed? He gave him clothing. Well, before he gave him clothing, let's go. He he planted the garden. He planted the garden eastward in Eden, the Bible says, and he put the man there whom he formed. So he prepared a place for the man on the earth. He gave man dominion on the earth over the fish of the sea, the fowls of the air. He's given us dominion. These are the things that Abba Father has already put in place for men, and that includes the woman. And then he gave men in that garden an assignment, and he told that man what to do and what not to do, but then he brought him work. He brought him those animals. Remember the Bible says, out of the the earth the Lord formed all the, the, the beasts of the field. He brought them to Adam. And Adam named it. But how did Adam know how to name those animals? (laughs) Adam was so in touch with God. It was discernment. Adam operated in deep discernment. The father didn't say Adam named this. The father downloaded to Adam because they were so close. Adam was in the presence of God. And, oh, I longed to be in the presence of God. You know, Apostle Paul said to be present with the Lord is to be absent from the body. But we can go if we come up hither. Remember in the book of Revelation, the angel told John, come up hither. He was telling him to come up. He said to elevate your mind, get your mind off of these earthly things. Read and meditate on the word and spend time studying, getting, drawing closer to God. The Bible says draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. Abba Father is seeking such to worship him. They that worship must worship. That's a commandment in spirit and in truth. And that's all. That's your spiritual man. That has nothing to do with this natural man. That nat- this natural man has to line up with the word of God. 1 John 2.16. I'm sorry, 2.15. The world's love is different from the Father's love. Look at what the Father instructs us and gives us instruction. John Writer, John the Writer here, receives his instructions from above. He tells us to love. I mean, are you all there? First John 2.15. He says, Amen. do not love the world. Do not love the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, he doesn't have the Father's love in him. When we go after the things of the world, we have the worldly love, not the Father's love. Look at verse 16. For all that is in the world is what? Come on, you all, speak back. The lust of the flesh. Yes. The world tends to the fleshly man. 
the deep things of the Lord are spiritually discerned. We're going to go to that scripture. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh. And what? The lust that the eyes see and the pride of life. These things Mm -hmm. are not of Abba Father, but they are of the what? The world. In the world is an absence of the true Father's love. Amen. We need to get to know Abba Father as the Father of truth, the Father who is to be revered, the Father who is to be respected, admired, valued, esteemed, honored, celebrated, glorified. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Abba Father's love is to be the closest bond of love and intimacy that we can achieve. His love is unconditional. It's an everlasting love, and his love brings salvation. His love brings supernatural things to come to pass. That's why Jesus walked in the power and the anointing and the authority, and even the world, even gravity couldn't do anything to him. He defied gravity because he was walking in the power of God's love. Mm. That's why you find him. The scripture says he prayed all night long. Jesus was a praying man, and we are to be praying men and women. We are to pray for each other, but that prayer, getting in our prayer closet and spending that time on purpose with the Lord will draw us closer to him. Just releasing everything, forgetting about this world and everything that's going on around us, and focusing on God, who, who, who brought us out, who gave us of his spirit, who gave us life, who gave us the breath, the air that we breathe. Yeah. Let's go over to uh, um, Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Mm-hmm. We already discussed about how, how Adam had it made in the garden. This is before he disobeyed. And he had an intimate relationship with, uh, with the Father. And we can too. It's achievable. We're talking about Abba Father. Romans 5 and 12, it says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by or because of sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all have what? Every earthly man has sinned, yes. So as one man said, he's talking about Adam. Sin came into the world because of Adam's disobedience. And when the sin came, death came by sin. And now death has passed on to all men, all of us, because of the sin of Adam, will experience death. And he says, for all have sinned. Let's go up. Go up to verse 8. Same chapter, Romans 5, verse 8. But the Father's love, Abba Father, verse 8, but Abba Father's love, he commanded his love towards me and you, everyone on this line, in that while we were yet what? We were were dead in trespasses and sin. Our mind was messed up. We didn't didn't know how to get out of the sin that we were in. Some of us didn't want to let go of the sin that we were in. Some of us enjoyed it so much we didn't care if it died, took our life or not. We just wanted both the sinful, because it's in our nature. We just wanted to serve sin. And he says, but Christ died for us. This is what we have to think about. And then look at verse 9. Much more than being now justified, we've been justified by Christ's blood, we shall be saved from what? Wrath through Christ. So sin entered into the world because of one man, but life came because of Christ. And look look at what he says in verse 10. For if when we were enemies, we didn't even realize we were the enemies of the Lord because of our sin. Mm. But we have been reconciled to God by the death of who? His son. His son, yes. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved because of the life that Jesus lived. 
We are saved. Mercy and grace. We are still moving and have our being. And look what verse 11 said. And not only so, but we also joy what? In God or our Father through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we now have received the atonement for our Mm. sins. We've been forgiven. We've been washed. We've been cleansed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, he's a wonderful Abba Father. He's not like your earthly father, I tell you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, my Lord. And so how do we obey our Father? How do we? He's seeking such to worship him. Let's go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. 1 Corinthians 2 and 11. If someone can start reading. What man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Hallelujah. So the earthly spirit of man doesn't understand the spiritual things of God. And before mm-hmm. Adam ate of that fruit, he was more spiritually minded. Lord God, when I think about and even our own selves, how even when you first get saved, how you run, you're running for your life, and nothing yes. bothers you. You're so excited about the Lord and what he's done and how he saved you. And then mm-hmm. some kind of way we start going back to our old ways. Amen. And we and and the enemy will 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 entice us to start doing other things and taking up time, precious time that should be given to the Lord. And we start doing other things and when you know anything, you're no longer interested in reading. You're no longer interested in praying. And that's what in the scripture that the Lord is seeking for us to worship him the way he said to worship, not the way we think we even just turning on the TV and watching you know, some of the uh, TBN, that's not the way the Father wants us. Now, yes, you can get a message from there are men and women who God has anointed and will give us important, even what I'm speaking today. But God's intimate relationship with you is one-on-one. It's personal. And you have to take time out on purpose to spend with the Lord, you and him, and nobody else in between. This is what he's looking for. And I'm talking about spending time with him. I'm not talking about just 10 minutes. I'm talking about taking time out of the day and giving it to the Lord, devoting time, precious, quality time with the Lord. Let's look at verse 12. I'm going to read verse 11 again. For what man, an earthly man, he only knows the things of man. The spirit of man that's in him, that earthly spirit, He knows how to get on the Internet. He knows how to drive a car. He knows how to build a house. You know, these are the things that we learn as earthly men and women. But the things of God an earthly man cannot know because they are spiritual. He has to be, he has to receive the spirit of God. He has to receive the spirit of the word, the Holy Ghost. He has to believe it, and he has to study and meditate on it. And God will begin to reveal things to us by his spirit. Listen to what he says, verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. Once you get baptized in Jesus' name, when you, get, when you, when you repent of your sin, you hear the word and you have true repentance of sin. When you get baptized in Jesus' name, the spirit of the world now has, let's say it like this, it, it is put on hold. It's like a braking system. It's stopped. And then you have to come and learn. That's why Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of yes. me. If yes. you don't learn of him after you get baptized, then you're, as a baby, you can't take care of yourself. You don't know what to do. You need someone to lead you and guide you, which is why his spirit, the Lord says, Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, and you shall what? You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
But until those get who get who are professing and believing to have the Holy Ghost, until that Holy Ghost comes, the word will keep you. It kept me. God's word will keep you until that Holy Ghost enters in. And he says, he says, not the spirit of the word, but the spirit which is of God, that we may know what? The things that are freely given to us of God. We don't even realize the freely the things that God will give us freely. That's that love, joy, peace, kindness, yes, gentleness, rest in our yes. soul. Yes, it's the fruit of the spirit. Yes. Listen to what he said in verse 13. Which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which who teaches, verse 13, which the Holy Ghost teaches, the Holy Ghost comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. Listen to what he says in verse 14. But the natural, the earthly man, what? Cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. Then how can you worship the Lord in spirit and in truth when our minds are only on earthly things? Look at what it says. For they are foolishness. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. And I apologize. The natural man will see how is reading the word, how is praying, how can I get closer to God by doing that. This is what the scripture is saying. Your natural man doesn't understand when you read God's word, that seems foolish to you. The natural man doesn't understand how if I get baptized in Jesus' name that my sins are washed. That seems foolish to a man. But he says a man a natural man cannot even know them because they are spiritually discerned. So you hear the word, you learn about the word, you are taught the word, you believe the word, you receive the word, and faith comes by hearing. Faith will come by hearing that word and believing the word. And even that to some men, how can that be? Like remember when Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Nicodemus, was, he didn't understand that. That didn't make any sense to him when Jesus said that. But Jesus was speaking spiritually to Nicodemus, not earthly. Amen. 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 Let's go to Hebrews, Hebrews, hmm. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4. You all, this is a very familiar scripture, but when you dissect this word, the Lord, he keeps giving us specific instructions. He's the Father. He's given us instructions for life and godliness. We, we really have to come up in our thinking regarding the Father. If someone would read that, Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder the soul and spirit and of the joint and marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hallelujah. So for the word of God, Abba Father, his word is what? Power. Before you said powerful, what is that before? It says quick. That means it's alive. It's alive. God's word is alive. It will take something that's dead and bring it to life. It brings life to our spirit. And it's powerful. And it's sharper than any natural sword that you can think of. A sword that has two edges, you know, it can cut up and rip up and shred up. You can chop up meat. You can hurt somebody. But his word yes. is sharper than that. And it says, Amen. piercing, even it divides the sun of the soul and the spirit of man and of the joints Amen. and marrow. And it is a what? It discerns the thoughts and intents yes. of our heart. Yes. It, is, it, it will help to separate the natural man from the spiritual man. That's why we need the word of God. Now, these are the yes. things that Abba Father have instructed us to do. Because he is seeking or searching for such to worship him. And how do we worship him? In spirit and what? In truth. The truth is found where? In these scriptures. Yes. 
And not only is the word of God alive, it's powerful, it is discerning, it, 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 it discerns the thoughts and intents of the heart. But let's go over to Romans 8.26. God is a spirit, and when we worship, we must worship him in spirit and in truth. Do not take that lightly, saints. I think that he does not want us to take it lightly. We cannot water down his word. We cannot water down Abba Father. He cannot be compared to natural man. You can see good qualities in a man and, and say that he's, he, he does what God does, but God cannot be compared to man. He is not a man. <laughs> He doesn't lie. What he says comes to pass. He is spirit, but he sent his Mm -hmm. son. He sent his son. His son was a man, but his man achieved and accomplished what he sent him to do. And now Jesus is the man with a glorified body. Praise God. Romans 8.26. What Adam didn't do, Jesus did for us. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Romans eight twenty six. So not only is the word of God alive and it's powerful and sharpening any two edged sword, it discerns the thoughts and intents of our heart. It says likewise the spirit what does it do? It helps our what? Our weaknesses. Romans eight twenty eight six. You see what it says? Yeah. Someone can read twenty six, please, and twenty seven. Likewise, 8, the spirit also. Okay. Likewise, also the excuse me. Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groaning, which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Hallelujah. Let's go back up. So the Spirit also, remember Jesus said, my words, they are spirit, and they are life. The natural man can't understand, what do you mean your words are spirit? (laughs) We just read the word of God is alive and is powerful. Didn't we just read that? Jesus said, my words, they are spirit, they are life. That's what Jesus said. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our our weaknesses, our insufficiencies, our shortcomings. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. That's why you need the Spirit. That's why you need to feed the Spirit. That's why you need this intimate relationship with our Father to help us. But the Spirit itself makes intercession. When the Spirit takes control, When the spirit takes control, it will pray. If you stay on your knees long enough and just, all you, if you just get on your knees if you can and just say, Lord, I just want to thank you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I lift up your name. Lord, hallelujah, you are wonderful to me. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I adore you. Lord, I glorify you. Lord, just call out on his name and just stay there until the spirit takes over. You know what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit will take over your tongue, and the Spirit will start making intercession for you, for your family, for people that you have no idea of, because the Spirit, you'll start groaning, and you'll be uttering. If you open your mouth and just let the Spirit take control, the Spirit knows what we need of. And the Bible says the Spirit, verse 27, He that searches the heart knows what is the mind of the spirit because he's making intercession. The spirit is praying only according to the will of God. Mm. The spirit knows what we need more than us. That's why you want to get in the spirit 
to truly worship God. You have to get in the spirit, and that is turning the TV off. If you have to turn the cell phone off or silence it, get in that prayer closet. Go to that secret place to meet the Lord. Abba, Father. Oh, my Lord, help us, Jesus. In in John chapter 3, let's go over there. We are called the sons of God because of his love, but we're really not acting like we're sons and daughters of God. My God, help us. Abba, Father. Abba, Father wants an intimate relationship with us. He wants us to come closer to him. He truly does. He's waiting. He's seeking for us to come draw near to him. 1 Corinthians 2 and 11, thanks. Mm-hmm. What a man knoweth, mm-hmm. the things of a man, say the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, things of, even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Hallelujah. So you have to have the spirit of God to understand the things of God. We have our natural, our human spirit is in us, which makes this body animated, okay? And God gives us his word. He sent his son. He has given us his Holy Spirit so that we can get to know him. The natural man does not understand the spiritual things of God. He cannot know them because they are spiritually discerned. They are spiritually discerned, and that's why we need to get in closer relationship with Abba Father. Now, he is near to us, but we're not near to him. He's closer than we think. He's closer than we think. But in our, in our conscious mind, we really don't understand. And I think there's a misconception of, of about our Father. Yes, he's in heaven, but he fills all space. It's, it's the air that I'm breathing comes from him. Amen. So we are to Amen. cherish him. We are to love him, and we are to spend the rest of our time drawing or trying to get as close to God as we can get. But what are we doing in this world? We're trying to make more money. We're looking for ways. We're looking for ways to, to, uh, to get a better this and a better that because we're not satisfied. But you'll never have complete satisfaction with earthly things. You just won't. Amen. That's why the Lord says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. But you can learn to think like God by spending time in his word, because remember, the word will renew your what? Your mind. Your mind, yes. Our mind needs to be renewed. That's why he told us in Romans, what is it, Romans 12 and 1, be not conformed to this world, but what? Be what? Transformed. Transformed. But how? The mind has to be renewed so that you can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. We're not even in his perfect will. That's his word. Help me, Lord Jesus. Let's go to 1 John 3 and 1. 1 John 3, 1, I'm going to read it. It says, Behold, look at what manner of love our Father has bestowed upon us that we should be what? Called the sons and daughters of who? God. Therefore, Mm. the world doesn't know us because it didn't know him. And look at what he says. Beloved, now are we, you and I, we are sons and daughters of God. No, it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know if you read, remember the spirit, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of man doesn't understand or cannot discern the things of the spirit of God. We have to have his spirit in us. Look what he said. But, but it, it does not yet appear what we shall be. The natural man don't understand what we should be, but we know you must know and believe. When you read God's word, it tells you the glorified body that Jesus had. 
He was able to walk through a wall, through the door without opening. He, 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 he was able to eat. He was able to walk on water. He did things that and you or us as an earthly man cannot do. But he said, he said, look at what he says here. He says, he says, but we know that when he shall appear, he's talking about when Jesus Christ comes back, what? Oh we God. shall be what? We shall be like him, and we're going to see him as he is. And look at what verse 3 says. And every man or woman that have this hope in him or her, what will we do? We will purify ourselves. Yeah. Even as he is what? He's pure. He's holy. He's righteous. He's loving. He's just. He was obedient even until the death of the cross. Oh, thank. Love the Lord. Love on him. Draw closer to the Lord because the Father is Abba Father. He's seeking such to worship him. As we think about today, and we honor, we do honor the men in our lives. We honor our husbands. We honor, you know, those that have, have fathered us, grandfathers. We honor and love and cherish them. But let's love on the Lord because he loved us first. Amen. Yes, let's dwell and live in his love. I'm going to go, let's go to uh, maybe two more scriptures. Let's go over to chapter chapter. Uh, First John chapter 4, verse 16. We read in, in John that God is what? Abba Father God, he is what? He is spirit. But now in First John, he's also telling us God is what? He's love. And it says, and we know and understand and believe the love that God has for us. When you really understand how God loves you, how he spared your life, how he granted you repentance, how he forgave you of your sins, how he sent his son. And we didn't have to go to the cross because Jesus went to the cross for us. When we began to understand what actually took place, he took our place, what God did for us, that's God's deep love for us. And he that dwells in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Will we really recognize and understand the true love of God and begin to worship him in spirit and in truth? The things that offend us, they won't bother us anymore. There's another scripture that says, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall by any means offend you. Great peace have they which love the love which have the love of God and love God's law which is in his word which is his will and it says and nothing shall by any means offend you that's growing in the grace and love of God and look at what he says verse 17 herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. And look at what he says, verse 18. There is no what? No fear in love. Because perfect or God's, our Father's love will cast out all fear. Because fear has what? Torment. Torment. Amen. He that fears is not made perfect in love. And so thank Look at what he says, verse 19. Why do we love the Lord? Verse 19. Yes, 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 yes. So prove to the Father that you love him by spending time with him. Intimacy, that's a relationship with God where he's so close and so near, and you're putting him first, and nothing else in this earthly realm is as important as the word of God, as in prayer, as in meditation, and obeying and getting to know God's word so you can keep his laws and his commandments because you don't want to sin against Abba Father. He's so good to us. He's so faithful to us. And he is worthy to be praised, and he is to be well revered and respected. And, and, and there's a song that says, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. 
In thee I trust. I trust in the Lord. I'm waiting on him. My healing is in his hands. My life is in his hands. I won't worry. I won't fret. I'll just trust and believe because everything belongs to you. He's the one that gives us increase. All spiritual blessings come from him, and that's why he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his what? And his righteousness. Abba Father's kingdom is to be sought. And all of these things will be added unto us. Amen. Lord. Amen. Amen. And, and I, this, this last thing I wanted to just, this is something that uh, I have written because written he gave it for me too. It says, the main thing is to follow Abba Father's plan for your life and always do things in love that he may get the glory. If the Lord is leading you or us to do something, he will provide all that we need to accomplish it, just like he did for Adam. And whatever we do, we should do it fervently with all, to the best of our ability and as unto the Lord. And we must never be slowful in our Father's business because how we run our business is a reflection of how much we are allowing the Lord to rule in our lives. And we can be successful and accomplish anything in this world if we arise early and pray and seek Abba Father's face before we begin our day, seeking the Father early will equip you to hear God for your own guidance as well as for the life of others that he has entrusted to you. In Jesus' name.